Welcome in to Other People's Shoes. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, everyone. That's right. It is Merry Christmas today. If you are listening to this, of course, on December 25th or maybe even a couple days after, we do, of course, everyone here at Other People's Shoes, we do want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. And of course, we may not talk to you until the new year. So we'll, of course, wish you a Happy New Year as well. Today, we get a privilege. It's such a rare thing when it does happen. Of course, it has happened at least twice now that I can think of. So correct me, of course, if I am wrong. I'm not afraid of that. But today, sitting across from me on the microphone is Garrett, but he's not here as a guest per se, but he is here to kind of co-host with me. This is so weird to have a co-host. This will be a rare occasion. A rare occasion even. And uh, Garrett is wearing his executive producer shirt. I just want to make note of that. So uh, it is rare that uh, that we get Garrett on the microphone. But uh, but Garrett is here today. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have this Christmas episode. So again, just want to wish everyone Merry Christmas. I hope your Christmas is good. I hope Santa brought you everything that you wanted, and uh, that you just have a great day today. Just enjoying your friends and family. But we wanted to produce a special Christmas episode just for you. And, uh, and we're excited about it, right, Garrett? Yes, we are. This is kind of our, because uh, we're not going to do a special New Year's episode. We're going to do Correct. a little bit of year review. Yeah. And kind of what we're thankful for and our gifts that we've been given this life. Yeah. And, and this and, show. And that's the, and that really is the key is, is we are going to start uh, January 1st. So next week uh, will be January 1st. And uh, we're going to lead off with a very great guest. We we feel maybe the best guest we've had on so far, not to disrespect anybody. Uh, if I can say anything about her, she just oozes with cool charisma. She was an amazing person to interview. Yeah. And so we figure we're going to start the new year off with a bang. And so we're going to lead off with that. So again, today's episode really is just going to be kind of the year in review, kind of what we've done, uh, where we're going and, uh, kind of where things have, have happened and what's happened. So, uh, if you're interested in knowing more and more of what the show is doing and maybe a behind the scenes, look, we're going to provide that to you today. So here we go. And actually I'm the one who's going to be giving Neil some questions. I was afraid of this. So Neil just agreed to this right before we started. Neil, uh, confessed to me that he did not prep at all for this. Did not. And Neil is quite good at not prepping things. I am not a prepper, but at the same time, he's quite not a prepper, (laughs) but at the same time, he's really, really good at coming up with material on the fly. Um, I'm always surprised when we have guests on the show, how, on the ball, Neil is. I mean, he usually has a list of questions, but half the questions he asks are not from the list at all. They're always really, really good questions. So that is true. With and this is maybe why we don't video stuff because I don't want people to see my lack of notes abilities. Plus, I think if we want to do video, we want to do it a little bit differently than just our show. We want to do make those a little bit more special. Yes, we do. We do. So, uh, but let's talk about let's talk about this last year, Garrett. What was a highlight for you this last year? Uh, this whole show has been a highlight for me. What, what do you mean by that? Uh, learning the process of podcasting, which okay. you kind of trudged into yeah. without me, which uh, w- which is perfectly fine. I yeah. came in a little bit later, but for me, learning the responsibilities, the ups and downs of the show, and seeing how we want to make our show with the intent that we want versus the intent of other people. A lot of the stuff that we read that you sent over to me and I sent over to you are about how to make the show profitable how to make it self-sustaining and whatnot and i don't know if we've actually done any of it (laughs) because 
our goal is not to make the show sustainable or profitable at all. It's it's to reach out to other people's shoes. And uh, for me, it's it's a platform for people to learn about Christ. Um, so that that's kind of been what has impacted me the most about the show is that it's a great opportunity and I'm learning so much from it. Well, and with that, I mean, people ask me, have asked me over this last year, you know, what on earth made you want to do this first? And then second, how did you go about starting? So maybe I'll talk about that for a quick second. So this really was not my idea at all. Um, The greatest gift I feel I ever received was my wife. And my wife uh, graciously said to me one day, um, you know, very nicely, not attacking, not nagging, uh, babe, you need a verbal outlet. And I I didn't even know what a verbal outlet was, uh, really. And so I had to kind of go and really examine my heart and kind of check my heart in a lot of respects and like, why why do I need this outlet? And so she said, "I, I think you should start a podcast. And so she was listening to a number of podcasts. Um, Jamie Ivy, the happy hours was one that she listens to every week. Um, she was listening to, you know, sword in the scale. I'm, I'm just naming some podcasts that she was listening to, but she was just listening to so many. And I myself, uh, I'm really, and this is terrible, but I have a hard time listening to other people's stuff because I'm very critical. Like I, if, if your audio, I'm just going to tell you fellow podcasters or maybe podcasters to be, if your audio is not good, my ears are not going to hear it. So not judging, but I, I listened to a few and I'm not going to name them, but their audio was just really bad. And I thought, okay, when I do this and I am going to do this, my audio has got to be really good. And I know we've had a couple of shows where I'll say our audio was questionable. And That's I, fair. I cringe. And I'm not going to tell you what the shows those were, but but I cringed when I heard back, you know, listened back to them. So um Anyway, uh, so that's kind of how I got started. I started probably, well, now it's it's been a year because I started production um, September of, of 2018. And so my goal was I wanted to start January 1st of 2019. Well, that didn't happen. And yeah. I was really disappointed that that didn't happen. And, and it wasn't because I wasn't ready. Um, I launched... Um, January 29th, which I believe was a Tuesday, I launched uh, with six shows ready to go, but I only released one. I released a, what what I now call a pilot or trailer. Um, I'm a TV guy by nature, so it was a pilot. But I launched with, with that, and then I had six other shows to follow that. But what I was... What I was most excited about, and the reason why I was a little mad, is because my deadline got pushed back. Because something you don't maybe know if you start a podcast, the first place you want to go with your podcast is iTunes. Whether you're an Apple person or you're not, Garrett, I know you're not. Yeah. But uh, but you have to get into iTunes. Everyone and their grandmas listening in iTunes. Well, maybe not anymore, but definitely when you started. I mean, iTunes was the uh, the um, platform for i. Uh, for podcast. Well, Pod, uh, Apple is the only, as far as I know, Apple is the only product, cell phone wise, that comes out with a native podcast app. True, true. Android, Android does not, and so that's that's why they tell you anyone you read, anyone you go research, if you're going to go do a podcast, they say get an Apple right away. Well, what they don't tell you is it takes about two weeks, sometimes longer, and so you know I submitted. Everything was fine. Everything was good. And, and I thought, okay, we're, we're good to go. Well, I just happened to, because I'm a nut, 
Garrett will attest to this. I'm a nut. I'm checking my phone constantly. I, I probably New Year's resolution maybe need to be on my phone less. We'll work on that maybe. But um, but I just happened to check, and uh, one of the days I just happened to check, it said my artwork was too large, or our logo was too big. And so luckily for me, we work for a very awesome corporation, and we have some really smart people that work there. And I took it to work, and I said to one of our IT guys at work, uh, can you make this smaller? I need the dimensions to stay the same, but I need the size to shrink. And so they were able to shrink it for me. I don't even know what they did. Thank you for... They waved their magic wand. They waved their magic wand. Thank you, John. I'll just leave it at John. And uh, John made it smaller. And so by him making it smaller, it, it was able to be approved by Apple. And so that's uh, that delay caused me launching sooner. Really boring story, I'm sure, but that's kind of how we got started. And I, I made a, I made a commitment to myself when I started, I wanted to release every Wednesday. And there've been some times when we first started, cause we had an editor, right? We had Gary. Yeah, we had Gary. We first started. Or you had Gary, cause had this Gary. was before yeah, I was here. I had Gary and Gary edited every show from the start. I, I, he might've edited the pilot. Anyway, uh, Gary edited every show for a season. And then I think he did a couple in second season. I know he did the rugs episode. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I had a Gary and I, I, I had a Gary, I had Gary and, um, you know, I was paying him you know 20 bucks to edit it, edit the show, which, which was fair. I felt it was a fair price, but then all of a sudden, all of a sudden something happens and, uh, these stinking jerks from, uh, from road and that's R O D E in case you're wondering road, came out with this thing called the Rodecaster Pro. And that's currently what we are recording on. And we've recorded, recorded every show since. It looks um, like a Christmas tree from here. It does look like a Christmas tree because I do have some some kind of kind of cool lights that come on with it. But but anyway, so that's kind of how we got rolling, you know, from a technical side. Um, maybe that was boring. Maybe that wasn't. But uh, but I, I made a commitment. I want it every week. I want it every Wednesday. And to know... Uh, you know, without without skipping a beat, we have not missed on a Wednesday. So, I think one day we released on a Tuesday just because I was really mad and accidentally uploaded. I was going to say but, I think that was an accident, but but it was an accident, right? So, um, before we go any further, we can edit this out. Do you want to eat your food? No, I'm good because it's sitting there. I'm good. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. So, um, in, in looking at that, um, let me ask you: What has been the hardest part in starting the process? Man, that's a deep breath there. Um, I think for me, the hardest part has always been one finding guests. We, I, I, I like to say it's hard, but man, I'm always looking. I'm always scouring the internet. I'm on Instagram. Um, I joined Twitter. The show joined Twitter. Um, I've always been on Facebook, but I think finding that guest that I think is going to have an awesome message, great content. And, and maybe has a platform of their own, right? So those are kind of the criteria I always look for. But, but finding the guests has always been tough. And questions for me, believe it or not, are still tough. I don't believe that at all. I'm serious. I'm just being honest. Like, I really do struggle because I think, I always think after the fact, man, I should have asked whatever it may be. Oh, why didn't I ask? You know, whatever it may be. But, but that's hard. 
Well, looking into that, um, you say finding the guest is hard. Does that change how you, when you talk to people, what you're thinking, your thought process, or when you're looking at uh, stuff online, do you sit there and now kind of evaluate everything slightly differently than you normally would? Yeah. How so? So I always want, again, I know this sounds really lame, but I really want three things to happen when I look for a guest, for the ideal guest for for me and and for the show and for us really is, does the guest have a presence? You know, does the guest have value? I believe every person has value and and, and rightfully so. Logically, the guest is going to have value, but does their story have value? There's the key, the third key. And if you kind of don't fit in those requirements, which is really kind of lame to say, um, I might move on to someone else. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, when I'm, I'm looking for a guest, because I've found, uh, I think, only two people who I want on who haven't been on. And for me, I think that their story can reach out. Not only is their story interesting, it's it's got a lot of drama. It's going to grip people. Um, but I think their story should be told because it, you could see the little fault lines. They're little cautionary tales, kind of like grim fairy tales. There's always a little, uh, kind of moralistic lesson at the end. Um, which means a lot of my guests, unfortunately have a, a kind of a tragic background, but, um, for me, it's something everyone who listens to it can take away something very meaningful and big in their life. Well, right. And so that, that I think is the key too, is I, I love people's stories I do. Um, and I think that comes from the youngest child syndrome that I suffer from. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, uh, my sisters are going to be uh, cringing when they hear this, but I, uh, I would narc on them. Yeah. Snitches get stitches and I probably should have ended up in a ditch, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I always was fascinated by what was going on around me. And, and I felt like I had to be in the middle of what was going on around me. And I had to know everything. I had to know the gossip. I had to know who was dating who and why they were dating this person and why they broke up. And not that we, you know, have a, you know, gossip channel per se. And maybe that should have been the podcast rather than what we have now. But, but I've always been fascinated by the why. And I think that's what propels me forward with people is I want to know their why. I want to know why they did what they did or why they didn't do what they did or, you know, whatever. And, and I think so many times too, I think people walk through life with some sort of regret in a lot of respects because, you know, maybe they want to do over and maybe our show provides that way for them to say, you know, I did it this way, but now going forward, maybe you shouldn't do it this way, if that makes sense. It does. And that kind of leads me into my next question, actually. Um, what has been your most impactful guest? And by that, I mean, which guest has really impacted their story, impacted and changed your life? Well, you know, we did the the running series for three weeks back in October. Mm-hmm. I really loved every one of those episodes. And I think part of the reason why, um, you know, each one I think just builded, built on the other, you know, till, till it culminated with, um, you know, Southern Oregon runners. And, and I think that's part of it for me is, is running was so long the outlet for me, you know, before the podcast even was even on my radar running was my outlet when I was a child and things weren't going right, I would go out and run. And so I think now the podcast has kind of taken the place of running 
which is kind of sad. Much to your chagrin. Yeah, I mean, it, it does make me sad because I do love to get out and run. I do love to get out and just be by myself and, you know, throw on the headphones and, and just go. And so, you know, now the show has kind of taken that place and, and, and I like that, but I don't like that. And so maybe this next year that'll change. But, um, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I think those three were really good. Someone that really changed my life, though. That's the question I'm stuck on. The most part, impactful. Or, excuse me, most impactful. Um, they all have. You know, I, I, think of, I think of when you're making cookies, and I'm not a chef or a baker or anyway, but I know there's ingredients that are involved, right? There's, there's pieces that... The eggs, you, the flour, yeah, the milk, exactly. the butter. Exactly. There's, there's, there's elements that, you, that if you take one out... You know, if you take the butter out of the eggs or, or you know, you, you take the butter out of the cookies, or, are they going to be as good? Or you take the chocolate chips out, are they going to be, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure all our guests are going to say, if you take the butter out of the cookies, they're not going to be as good. Right, okay. So, but, I, again, that's my inexperience in, in knowing that. But but I would imagine if you take anything out of this recipe, right, it's not going to be, you're not going to have the same result. And I think that's the thing that I would say about all of our shows, all 52 of them now. Has it been 52? Is this the 52nd? 52nd today, yeah. Wow. Does that include bonuses? That's that's everything. That's everything wow. in the catalog. Nice. And so, again, I think if you take one out, you don't, you don't have, you're not going to have the same result. I can see that. And I think that's what the shows have done for me. Each show is special in its own way. And so each show has really changed me in a lot of respects, right? You know, um, Michael's episode, you know, um, you know, taking the diss out of disability, how awkward it was for me. And I still kind of cringe at it when I go back and listen to it, but how awkward it was for me that, you know, we talked about abortion and, and he didn't know I was going to ask that. And he was kind of uncomfortable with that. And, you know, hearing about Heather's story in, in darkness about, um, you know, walking through the suicide with her, with her, you know, husband at that time. Um, you know, they're, the series we did on on you lost me of of kids leaving the church and and people staying was was pa- impactful. Um, you know, sitting down with my old pastor. I mean, hello, that was definitely impactful, right? You know, and and then the first season when I was still trying to figure things out and and sitting with Uriah and you know hearing his story of emptiness and then the next week you know sitting with a, a very good friend of mine you know Dan and hearing his most discouraging moment of his life you know calling his dad on father's day hey i'm in jail you know there was just so many so many episodes that i just was like wow that was good and i i know this sounds terrible but i always have this mindset too right find the great guest find make sure that they're awesome and they have a good story and that they're you know it's compelling and it's good stuff but I'm always trying to outdo the previous week. That's a hard and hill to climb. And it is a hard thing to do because there have been some weeks that I was like, oh, that wasn't as good. Well, next week will be better. We'll do it better next week. So, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned you lost me. Yeah. Why? Why did you do you lost me? Oh, man. So, it started out I was only going to do a couple of shows. By the way, we're talking about second season, You Lost Me. So if you're not sure what we're talking about, now you know what we're talking about. Let's go. You can go back and listen to that at OPSpodcast.com. Easiest way to, to or go Or you do can it. check us out on YouTube. Or check us out on YouTube. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel. But uh, but if you're not sure what that is, you, you can definitely go back and, and listen to those. There's 16. 
Oh, in the season? Yeah. Uh, I think there's 16 in the whole season, but there's probably only... 17 because there's a bonus episode yeah, I don't know. with uh, Harmony. Yeah. So Maybe. I don't know. But there's a few. Regardless, there's a few. So why did I do You Lost Me? So it started out with... I was reading a book. Um, we had a transition at my church of, of leadership with youth, and uh, that was really hard. And so I was really struggling with that. And so I, um, part of that restructuring, uh, the church leadership asked that we read this book called You Lost Me. And it's put out by the Barna Group. And if you don't know already, I am not a major book reader. For me to sit down and read a book is probably never going to happen. So authors who may hear this, I promise uh, I will try to read your book, but most likely I will listen to the book. And uh, I actually retain information a whole lot faster if I hear it than listen. To it. Neil is a very big advocate for the audiobook. Yes, huge advocate of an audiobook. Anyway, so I started listening to the audiobook, You Lost Me, and I think I powered through it within like, I don't know, two or three days. And then I went back and listened to it again because there was so much good stuff in it. And I started to really think, you know, because the show's now full, full steam ahead, and I'm always looking again for content, always looking for guests, and I thought, well... Why don't I interview, I had this brain idea come to me. Why don't I interview a couple of kids, youth kids, who are now adults, on find out why they left the church. And so I initially was only going to do like, I think like three or four episodes, because that's how many people had reached back out to me. Well, then, you know, in promoting the show and always kind of trying to, you know, sell the show and, and sell what I'm doing. And, and uh, I started talking about it at work and people were coming up to me going, well, you know, I have a church story of why I left. And I was like, oh, you do? yeah, would you like to hear it? And I was like, I'd love to hear it. And they started telling me about their story. And I was like, hey, would you consider coming on and being on the podcast? And so four shows turned into five shows. Five shows turned into 10 shows. And then I started to realize, why don't I just do a whole series on it, season? And that's kind of when you got involved, of course. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just it just kind of came to me. And I really honestly, and this is going to sound terrible, but I really thought, well, I've had some traction. People have listened to the show. You know, people have, you know, emailed in and, oh, you're doing great. Oh, I love what you're doing. And then I thought, well, this is going to be make or break because I'm now not only talking about church, which is something nobody ever wants to talk about, it feels like. That's true. It's it's a, a politically incorrect topic. Right. Politics and church, right? I thought, well, any traction I've had is now going to be gone because nobody's going to nobody's going to listen to this show. And surprise, surprise, to my surprise, uh, people continue to listen and conversations continue to happen. And it was almost like nobody even seemed to care that we were talking about church. And so that was cool. And even now, which is even crazy, is I even now hear, you know, as people catch up with shows or listen when they can or, you know, whatever, that people are still listening to it and the numbers show that it's not just me saying that our numbers, our numbers have indicated that. So, uh, probably the most popular show, the two most popular shows from that series are, uh, the bonus episode, you lost me, which we did with, as you alluded to harmony, um, mm -hmm. which is an incredible episode. If I can say so myself, that was, that was pretty powerful of that series. That was probably the most intense of them all. Um, yeah. As far yeah. as intense goes. And then the other one uh, was the season finale. Those two are, are probably the most downloaded from that series. So, okay, yeah. So it, it's interesting because I, I I think back on you lost me, and there's a lot of really good stuff. And when I originally listened to you lost me, I was listening to hear 
people who had left church because it is you lost me people who have left right. that's God. the name of the book right so we kind of borrowed that from them um so i was listening to it with the era of let me see what is happening in these people's life where people have failed them to where they no longer see christ in the church or whatever god it is uh, i think they were all christians that season yeah, most of them or previous Christians or had been. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I can think of a few that weren't. Okay. Yeah. Um, and every I, I was mainly listening to see how man had failed them, how the church had failed them, how one person had failed them, whatever it may be, so that I can look in our congregation at our church and be like, where can we not make those steps? Well, right, and and we even had Kirk on. Yeah, we did have from, Kirk, from, which is the pastor Upward. of Upward yeah, Church, which is Church. Uh, where I go. Right, exactly. And and even Kirk's episode, which I really like too, um, of just looking why people leave and when it is okay to leave. Because, you know, sometimes it is okay to leave the church, but leave for a right reason. And I loved his right. episode for that reason, for and sure. not only that, uh, he, he did uh, advocate when it's right to leave, but he didn't say just leave and not go to a church. Right. It's, it's staying in community right. and being in the body of Christ. Right. But it was really, really powerful to hear, and I'm, I'm just going to throw out uh, four names off the top of my head, because whenever I think of You Lost Me, I think of these four. I'm thinking of uh, Kelly, Cody, uh, Kennedy, and Harmony. Right. All four of those people I listen to, and I go, I could see directly where people have failed them, where they failed Christ, and in failing Christ, they failed these specific people. And... I can only imagine how it would have changed. These are all, uh, I've never met Harmony, but I know all uh, three of the others fairly well, and I love them. They're amazing people. And I just see missed opportunities. Well, and again, I you asked why I did it. I, I didn't know what I was doing when I was doing it, if that makes sense. I didn't know where it was going to go. And I also didn't know, you know, by doing this, I, I felt it was a step of faith on my part you know, not, not such a, not necessarily spiritual faith, but show faith to say, this is important to me. This is something I'm passionate about. I mean, I'm a former youth guy. I'm a former youth pastor. I'm a former associate pastor. So I've grown up in the church and I've always been fascinated by the why, right? Again, going back to that. Why do people leave? Why do people break relationship? Why do people, you know, why do people get divorced? Why do people leave a church? What has the church done? And me as a, as a believer, I'm again, I'm just blown away by have we failed them? Because most often, let's be honest, if we're really being honest, if a restaurant, I'm just going to say it, if a restaurant sucks, you're probably not apt to go back there, right? And right. that's that's the point of what I was trying to get to is maybe this was almost like a customer service standpoint from oh. the church, right? <laughs> to say, hey, this is where you're failing people. Knock it off and change your ways. I think I said it in uh, the episode where I was interviewed in season one. People suck. People, people are hypocrites. Oh, it's do. part of mankind's nature. I, I am not the best of people. You are not right. the best. Of pe there is I'm no not. best of people. There's, Christ, there's no what, good. Christ was the best of people. No good person. So no matter where you go and what kind of culture you follow into, you're going to find that people are hypocrites. People are liars. People are going, they're going to fail you one way or another. The question is, can you help them overcome that failure? Can you forgive them of that failure? And a lot of the people who are in, authoritative positions or leadership positions, if they fail, they chase people away from uh, good things. Well, and again, I, uh, I think that's why I love so much the season finale, even though I was kind of the central figure of it. Um, that episode to me is still very much impactful because it is so rare. And I'm not trying to say I'm anything better than I'm, than I am. I mean, if you know me personally, uh, hopefully you know that if you don't, I'm declaring it now. I'm not 
I'm not an awesome person, right? <laughs> I have my failures, <laughs> faults, hiccups, hangups, whatever. I, I struggle with letting things go. But one thing that I've discovered in confessing that to you is I knew there was damage to that relationship with my former pastor and myself. And I knew in my heart and soul when I started and I even finished the book that I thought, I have to go restore that relationship. I have to go seek forgiveness. And Garrett, you were on board at that point, and mm-hmm. we talked about this. We went back and forth on it. Not saying that you were saying, you know, don't do that, but you were kind of, I think, maybe scripting a little bit, like, this is going to be really hard for you. Are you sure you can do this? Are you sure it's going to happen? And, and we joked, and I love Pastor Lee very dearly, and he may hear this one day. I don't know, because he's kind of tech-challenged. <laughs> Maybe, maybe you can forward this out to him. Love him dearly, but he's kind of tech challenged. But but I called him a unicorn because in my mind, he's this, and and not that he's a unicorn because he's not physically, but unicorn from the standpoint of mythical creature that really doesn't exist. And so I thought, is this really going to happen? Is this mythical thing really going to take place? Is this going to happen? And when it finally did, I was so excited and I was like even nervous and recording it and nervous all up until it. And, um, and I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it opened doors. And, and we, to this day, you know, have a very great relationship. And, and uh, I'm happy that that took place. And I'm happy that people got to hear that. That's the important part, is I want people to understand that, you know, that can happen in your life, too. Yeah. You know, not that I'm a shining example of that by no means. I don't want to elevate myself higher than I am because I'm not. I'm nothing. But if you are really struggling with relationships and, and seeking forgiveness and, and all of that, maybe 2020 could be the year for you to really kind of look at that and, and identify, has that been your identity? Has that been who you are? And maybe you need to count the cost and go back and, and really seek forgiveness on that. You know, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. One of my questions kind of Uh-oh. falls in that line. <laughs> but before we get there, I'm going to kind of steer you away. I'm going to okay. ask you, what has helped you persevere through uh, the first three seasons? I I give credit where credit's due. Um, along the way, and I can't remember when it was, when I heard it, but um, I I'm always listening to good stories. I'm always trying to find good stories, as I've already alluded to. But um, I love Louis Giglio. If you don't I know, know, if you don't you know do. who that is, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> but but I heard this amazing message, and Garrett doesn't love it. <laughs> but I, I love I'll it. give my opinion in a moment. Okay, but I love it. So Louis Giglio, if you don't know, he's a he's a pastor. Started the Passion City Church movement, and now they're Passion City Church. Blah 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 blah. So he had this message one day, and it was called "Taking the Stairs." And I hashtag everything we post on social media with hashtag take the stairs. And there's a reason for that. And here's the reason for that. If you're kind of wondering, there are some stairs that you have to take. And one of them is humility. So I think along the way, I had to realize to be humble with the show. Not everyone is going to be as excited about the show as I am. Not everyone is going to love the show like I do. So I had to kind of be humble and realize it's okay. It's okay. So the next thing I had to do is I had to do training. And so this is Louis Giglio saying, I'm, I'm giving credit where credit's due. I did not come up with this. So but the next step is training. The next step, thank you, is training. And so I had to train myself. I had to train myself how to use the roadcaster. I had to train myself how to get equipment. I had to get knowledge. I had to get, you know. How to edit the how show. How to edit the show, which I still miss Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Gary, I miss you. 
uh, because he was so good at it. And, and I'm probably not good at it, but, you know, to no avail. Anyway, the next thing is you have to be adaptable, right? Adaptability. And some days it's really good and it's going great and everything's fine. And it's, and then other days that it doesn't upload right, or this happens. And the, uh, the Macintosh that again, I'm not a Mac guy. I've had to become a Mac guy, um, during the show. And I had to learn how to do that. And so I had to learn how to use audacity and the adaptability with that and it crashing on me and losing files. And that leads into the next step, which is trial and error. There's things that we've had great shows that have been awesome and amazing. And I'm like, man, what, what happened with that one? And then there's other shows that it haven't been so good. And I'm like, well, what did we do wrong there? And so there's some trial and error that's been involved in that. And, uh, the other thing is hunger. And I think if anyone knows me personally, and, and I know Garrett, you can attest to this, I'm probably one of the most hungriest people out there. I want our show to do well. I want it to succeed. I wake up thinking about it. I probably sometimes go to sleep thinking about it, probably too much, you know? And so I, I do, I want it to do well because I want you as the listener to love it and, and it to do well for you. I think I've been very, the next step in Louis Giglio's thing is faithfulness. I think we've been faithful every week. We've, we've, figured out a system we have it it's in place it's working well not, uh, i'm going to touch on the faithfulness we've uh not only been faithful with our listeners and having uh regular content we've been faithful to our um guests as well and anyone else who's been involved in the process um we we strive and try very very hard to get um the best product quote-unquote product possible um, and to really be genuine with everyone. Um, another thing that you'd mentioned was, uh, trial and error trying to get things right. This worked with this show, this worked with that show. And for a little bit, we were, uh, talking about being a little bit gimmicky. We weren't labeling it that at first we were labeling it as what this works here. Could we do this to get more listeners? Could we do this to possibly do a promotion to be able to pay for the show? Cause there's cost involved in the show. And, uh, I think unspoken neil and i have both agreed that it's not the gimmicks that run the show it's how genuine we are and that's kind of where uh our show gets its love and where we get our audience is because of how genuine we are with everyone and how candid we are well and again i i i think that's just who i am i want to be genuine what you see is what you get i don't want people to ever guess like oh is he, is he, are we good? Are we not? You know, I, I want to be genuine in everything I do. And, and, and the last couple of steps are these, you know, we talked about faithfulness. I want to be faithful every week. That was a, that was from the get go every Wednesday, the faithfulness to do it every week, day, weekend, week out, you know, day, day to day. And then the last two, you talked about it, perseverance, and then there's cost. So how I've persevered, I, I think I just continue to take that step. Uh, I don't think I'm there yet. I think perseverance is still the process. I think the idea is what's the next thing? What's the next episode? What's the next thing? And just take that next step and just take it on a week by week basis. There was times this last fall that I was sick. I mean, I couldn't mm -hmm. talk. I, I actually left work because I couldn't talk. I actually physically could not talk and, and I was snuffly and, Stuffed up on a couple episodes. I, I think of, uh, you know, our, our good friend Rob Pope. You know, I was stuffed up for that whole episode. I couldn't even, like, I was so afraid that I was going to, like, sneeze on the air. And anyway. And if our guests don't really know, uh, Neil works in a place where he has to use his voice. And even when he's not working, Neil has to use his voice by <laughs> nature. So 
me not using my voice is is not yeah i'd like to see if i could teach neil how to use um uh, sign language you'd be able to talk all the time uh i this last summer you know we got an opportunity to to partner with the medford rogues you know we talked about that oh yeah that's right but, but inside the medford rogues is a great episode three great guys um you know, uh, Max, uh, Trey and, uh, and, uh, Omar, you know, great episode. And, and we partnered with them even. And, um, you were just hitting the soundboard. That's all oh, I was. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. No, that I don't think it really affected our it sound. It probably but... didn't affect anything. Yeah. Thank you. You're so, um, so anyway, so, but even with partnering with, with the Medford Rogues, you know, we, we got to get some game mentions. I wore my gingerbread suit, you know, and all that. But then the following night, uh, you know, I got an opportunity to partner with them again on another op- opportunity, but I couldn't use my voice <laughs> during that whole night when I was partnering with them. Oh, so that's right. Yeah. We'll just leave that partnership alone. But uh, but anyway, it was tough. And then I realized how grateful I am for the voice that God's given me. So And a big shout out to the Rogues. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Th- they were very, very uh, generous, generous and kind. And-, and I have to say that doing the promotion for the show at the Rogues game, because I, that's the... Yeah, one and only one, right? promo that I've done for them yeah. uh, out there, uh, live with people. That was such a good experience. It was so much fun. You were better at it than I was, by the way. Uh, I'm I'm a good salesman. <laughs> when it's things that people want, it's it's easy sell. Yeah. Well, free stuff. Yeah. So anyway, it was great. I thought we had a great summer out there. We did a lot of things with the Medford Rogues, and uh, it was great. It was great. I I love those guys, and I love all three of those guys that were on. You know, I still keep in Their touch. Their episode with, was awesome. Uh, I keep in touch with with uh, most of the three right now, so it's fun. So now with the show being fifty two weeks in, this is the fifty second episode. Yeah. Um, how has the show changed how you view your own identity? And how does how has it changed your identity as in general, at least from your perspective? Boy, that's a tough question. Um, I. I hope my identity hasn't changed too much. I hope it hasn't. And uh, in that, I hope that it continues to not change my identity. I I love the fact that, um, you know, I can tell people I'm a podcast host. Uh, that's cool. Um, but outside of that, man, I, I really hope it doesn't change who I am. I don't want it to. Um, I use the podcast as a platform to get the word out on not only the guests. I think we do a great job of highlighting the guests more so than, the, than us. Uh, we care more about the guests success, you know, if it be an author or a product or, a, you know, an organization, we're really good on look at them. Don't look at us, look at them, go check them out. You know, I think of Dave and Jessica, you know, they were great people. They, um, they are quite awesome. And they are. And, and I am grateful to make that connection, right? But again, I want them to be successful more so than us. And know? Dave and Jessica are uh, square one. Yes, back to, to square one, which was an one. episode that aired uh, the end of October. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, I mean, and, and she did our commercial for us, the Art of Plumbing commercial that is sounds way more awesome than mine. So if you're wondering, like, which one was theirs, uh, there's the one that is voiced by uh, a young lady. It's Jessica's voice, not ours. And, uh, so anyway, yeah. And not only that, but they did help us with the technical issue. Yes. Um, they, they've been super helpful. They've been really good. And so, so from that standpoint, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't want the show to define who I am. I want, you know, I, I just don't, 
I don't want it to be my identity. I mean, I love, again, I love saying I'm a podcast host or I have a podcast. I love telling everybody about it, but I, I don't, I don't know. That probably didn't answer your question. No, I think, I think that answered it pretty well, pretty well. Okay. Um, with that, I'm going to follow you up with, you know, another, uh, running theme in the next season. What has yeah. the show cost you? And again, we're not talking monetarily. I'm yeah. talking, what does it cost your life? Time. That's probably the biggest one. Um, Tuesday nights is editing night and really show night. Um, my wife gave me that, um, which is probably the greatest gift ever. There have been a lot of a lot of long nights, a uh, lot of long nights into the next morning, into Wednesday morning. Um, and so from that standpoint, um, you know, it has cost time. Uh, it's cost time to do an interview because I do, <clears throat> we do interviews when the guests can. Not we yeah. don't we don't dictate that. I don't say to a guest, well, you know, I'm available from this time to this time. You need to fit into that window. If a guest oh, says, you don't do that. When I, when I send out my email, I say we normally record between this time and this time. Oh. <laughs> but by all means, if you have a time that's better, we will accommodate you. Well, there's the difference between Garrett and I because I from the get go, I have <clears throat> I've pride in a in a sense. I've tried to honor uh, when they can. So if a guest says to me, Hey, I'm on the East coast and, and, um, you know, I, I need to have it done at, you know, one o'clock or whatever we, you know, we make that, um, you know, accommodation, I guess is a good way to say it. Yeah, we do. Uh, I, I like to look at it as, um, we want you, we're going to do everything we can to get you. Yeah. Um, which I feel is how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if other shows are done that way, but that's the way I've always wanted to do it. I know in the big professional business of, you know, television and radio, it's more like, Hey, uh, you're promoting your stuff. Come when we want you to. Right. But again, I think that defines, uh, as much as a podcast is a business, ours is a lot more genuine and down to earth versus a lot more big corporate businesses. Yeah, I think so. And again, if, if that doesn't work, then sorry, that's how we do it. Now, kind of going off of my questions, I got okay. uh, a one that kind of goes with that. You mentioned working Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Yes. Um, how do you find that balance, and have you always had that balance? No. <laughs> so how do you find the balance is a no? Um, <laughs> I. It's all. It's hard. It's hard to find the balance because I'm such a get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. Um, because I don't. Again. Going back to the first, uh, I already said it or alluded to already. I don't think I alluded to. I even said it. I want it every Wednesday at all costs. And so some things may take a back seat. And I know um, a while back, you know, Elizabeth and I had a, I won't say a fight because we don't fight. We love each other. Uh, Oh, yeah. There's no fighting in marriages. (laughs) We have conflicts of opinion. Um no, I, I think a, a while back, I remember specifically having a discussion. Uh, we had a guest on, and I wanted a faster turnaround, and, and Gary had already stepped aside from from editing, and so it was on me. And and I thought, well, I'll just get it done, get it knocked out, get it ready to go, because it was a faster turnaround than, than we normally have. Um, and, you know, because, again, I probably shouldn't say this, but we sometimes do record guests way ahead of time, and then we plug them in kind of as we as we see fit. And so, um, you know, we wanted a faster turnaround time for whatever reason. And, uh, and I said, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to spend Thursday night doing the editing rather than Tuesday night. Cause again, we wanted to get it out by Wednesday. And my wife looked at me. So she said, so you're going to, you're going to miss the men's night that we have on our, the men's night being the men's night at the church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And so um, she said, do you really think that's a good idea? And I was like, oh, you know, it, it's fine. You know, it's not that big of a deal. And she goes, so what are you trying to say? That the show is going to come before, you know, your commitments, your, you know, places you need to be. You haven't done that so far. And I was like, uh, yeah, you know, just this one time. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> this may not be verbatim for the record, but but pretty close. And so I really had to make a decision, right? What is more important? My relationship with the men in the men's group, my relationship with God, my relationship to the show. And that was really the first time I really had to say no to the show. And I kind of went reluctantly, you know, I don't know if everyone ever has that problem. You like go to someplace like I don't really want to be here. That probably never happens, right? You, you're you not that way, Garrett. You know. I can think of a few okay. occasions. All right. Well, maybe others can as well. But I'm glad I went because well, here's what's the wacky part is there was a guy at the men's group that said, hey, just listen to, I think he told me he listens to Harmony Show and something else. And he's like, man, uh, it was so good. Oh, I loved what you did. And I was like, oh, thank you. I, I'm glad you liked it. You know, and so that was good. But. I didn't go obviously for the compliment, but I did go and I still had a good time. And then when I came back, I was like, well, now what, what am I going to find time to do this? And so I ended up finding time in another place. But, but the biggest thing is probably cost that has cost me personally, other than money is, uh, is time. And the show does take time. Okay. I think I'm getting faster editing. I want to think that maybe I'm fooling I, myself. I think you are too. I think you're getting the hang of it. And that that's definitely a skill learned. Like uh, when yeah. I was first editing the programs, the first episode took me two hours to edit. The episode was oh, for you 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, now I edit the episode down in about five minutes and then let it process in the background. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely a hurdle that you have to learn how to jump. And Garrett wanted YouTube, by the way. That was not uh, I have to say uh, I... I work in a position um, with our company uh, where I can listen to uh, whatever and have it be on the background while I work. And as much as podcasts are awesome, I don't like Apple products myself. So I don't use iTunes and Stitcher and all these other ones are nice and all. But if it's on YouTube, every once in a while, I like to look and see what the artwork is or who's talking, look at their face and not just have to go to their website and find out who they are. I have more of a visual and movement uh, based thing. I cheese him, but I mean, YouTube is obviously, it's just one more platform. That's all. I see it as the, the superior platform, but <laughs> that might just be me. superior platform. Okay. Well, right. I, I still think, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But so looking at, there. looking at the show mainly costing you time. And of yeah. course there's been stumbles and hurls along the way. Yes. Now that it's been 52 weeks, what has this show gained you? Perspective. hundred percent. I know that's probably a faster answer than I'm normally used to, but, um, but it really has. Um, I, I really think I now walk away when I'm standing in line at the grocery store or I'm driving down the road or, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, at work, my job is very unique, um, from the standpoint of, um, my job hinges on the fact of me being able to convince somebody that it's a good idea that they do something. Right. You are a salesman of sorts. In a sense. Yeah. And so from that standpoint, I think it's really opened my eyes and ears to the idea of really understanding where someone's coming from. And I think that's really what birthed birthed the the show in a sense, because I was really hearing all of these stories from people all day long. 
whether the story's being like they're telling me a story, like they're lying, or a story from, hey, here's what my experience is or here's what's happening in my life. Because I don't know, maybe I'm unique in this regard. Maybe this is how God's wired me. I don't know. But people tell me the dumbest things. And I don't mean dumbest things like dis- dismissing their their account, but people just tell me things. They just share their life with me. Like I ask a question and they just vomit on me. <laughs> Word vomit on me, per se. And and it's always been that way. And And I don't take credit for that. I don't know where that comes from except from God because – I don't have that ability on my own. But uh, I think what what the big thing I've learned from doing this show is to gain, really gain perspective. I really believe that, and I not only say that on the show, I really believe that, that everyone in life has perspective. And I think once we, as cliche as this has become maybe for us, hopefully it, it never becomes cliche, but I really do feel like once I am in someone else's shoes and understanding where they've come from, I think I've seen them differently and love them differently and experience their life differently. I like that. Well, thanks. I just came up with that. Oh, but, but I really do believe that. I mean, it's not just something I say. I mean, I really believe it. Yeah. Because I really do. My heart is to help. My heart is never to hurt. And you know that uh, I think that's another big reason why you wanted to start the show was because you needed a verbal outlet. But the reason why you're so verbal is because you want to get to know people and you want to know where you can help. Well, and, and that's it, right? I want to, I want to help somebody. And if there's something in my life that I that I've gone through that I've experienced that has happened to me that can help somebody, I want to share that knowledge. Why don't you share him the starfish story? <laughs> the starfish story. <laughs> we don't have that much time for the starfish story. But um, but essentially the starfish story is this. I'll, I'll make it as fast as I can. This is a Reader's Digest, really fast version of it. So I came across this story years ago, and I, I don't even remember where I found it or saw it. But, I mean, it's on the Internet. You could Google starfish story. But essentially the starfish story is this. You know, a man's walking his dog along the beach. So, you know, picture you're on a beach, and it's a really nice day, and And as the man walks along, you know, he sees all these starfish washed up on the shore. And he sees in the distance, you know, I don't know, good ways away from him, this figure of sorts throwing something, what appears to be back into the water. And so as he gets closer, because, you know, he wants to know the why, right? Why is this guy doing this? Much like me, much like any of us, we would want to know the why. And so as he gets closer, he realizes it's this little boy. And he looks at the boy and he says, what? What do you think you're doing? And uh, the boy says, well, you know, I don't know if you know this, mister, but these starfish washed up last night. And if they don't get back into the water, they'll die. And the man looks at him very stunned and puzzled. And he says, so so what is it that you're doing then? Do you, do you really think you can save all these starfish? Because there's hundreds of them. There's maybe even thousands of them. And the little boy picks up one, kind of pauses for a second as he looks at the starfish, examining it. And he chucks it back into the water. And he says, well... I just made a difference with that one. And I think that's what I want in life, right? I want starfish moments. I want moments on the show where somebody goes, man, that really changed me. And, and I hope for that. I pray for that. I ask for that. I, I beg for that. Uh, I do whatever it takes to get that because I want that moment. I want someone to walk away feeling like after hearing the show, I'm a different person. I remember when you first shared with me that story, um, I think it was in a period of transition in your life. We were all getting together as coworkers. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but 
you were asked to give a little speech. I think it was in mocking, but uh, you, you came up and told that story. And I was just in there going, wow. It's one of my favorites. Okay. It's one of my favorites. Well, on that, I think since it's Christmas, it's only befitting. Oh, I got you a gift. I got you something. So let's see. Uh, Hopefully you like it. By the way, I horribly wrapped it and taped it together. So good luck in opening it. I got a little bit of it going here. You can't really see this, but the wrapping is white. It's it's tissue paper, really. It's tissue paper. (laughs) Wrapping tissue paper with clear packaging tape. Because I'm a man. That's how we package things. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my word. This is awesome. So you can't see it, but we'll post a picture online so you can see it. And uh, it is a series of dice. And they are all different color. Well, there's black and kind of a tealish, kind of like blue color. And, that uh, is the closest I can come to your Carolina blue. Oh, that's so cool. So we're going to have to come up with some more questions for our game Senseless. For sure. I like that idea, actually, of having multiple questions. Yeah. I've actually been Expanding it to maybe eight? Expanding it to something. I don't know. We'll just... Well, now you got a D4, D6, D meaning dice sides. D4, 6, 8, 12, and two different 10s, and a 20. I like that. So maybe we'll find, like, the 50, like, most important questions of all time or something. Or maybe we'll have people submit questions we'll do we'll do something fun with that for next year for sure well garrett uh in knowing that we are going to be talking about christmas i decided to give you from tracy maxfield the book that she signed for me for the show i don't even think it's personalized it's not but uh which is good (laughs) but i wanted you to have this this is we had two copies we gave one away uh at the end of october uh as part of our october promotion and she was a great guest by the way yeah she was phenomenal I love her accent. So uh, Merry Christmas, Tracy, if you're listening. I'm going to give Garrett the other copy of the book. So Garrett, there you are. I well, thank you, it. Neil. I've been so excited to read this book, and I haven't had the chance yet. So there you go. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. I figured you'd like that. So there you go. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Um, and Merry Christmas to all the guests that we've had. We yeah. want to thank them all for being Absolutely. such good sports and putting up with us before show and putting up with us after show. Yeah. Um, they've all been gracious and awesome. Who would you have? I want to end with a question for you. Who would you have on again? If you could have any of the guests, who would you have on again? Defaults to Grandpa Chuck. Sorry, Grandpa Grandpa Chuck. Chuck, I want more Grandpa Chuck stories. I want, he's got such a wealth of information, such a wealth of history and experience. He's a fun guy. And it's, uh, he's got generations of different stories. 81 years old and he's still podcasting. So that's awesome. Uh, I definitely want him on next year at some point. I'll see if we can make that work. Uh, any last thoughts? I'll give you a well, final thought. Well, let me ask you. Okay. If you ask me, I okay. reflect the question back. Who would I have on again? Boy, howdy. There's so many. I don't know. I don't know yet. Okay. I'll fill in for you because I thought of a second <laughs> okay. one. Okay. You got another one. I'd like Michael back on. Okay. I thought Michael uh, had a really, really good story. He was really real with us. Yeah. Um, and he just seems like a really cool guy. He is I, a cool guy. I love just hearing him talk about uh, the stuff that it's such a different perspective for me. It really is. Um, and he just, it, it was really, really neat. I love Joey and Crystal. They're great people. They are amazing people. Um, I probably, 
It hasn't happened yet, but maybe a little foreshadowing. And we're not foreshadowing like anything because we haven't made this happen yet. But maybe Joey one on one. Ooh, I'm I'm sure we could work that. We could maybe work that out. Joey one on one would be fun. I think it not, would depend against Crystal. She's, I, <laughs> she's great too. I feel like we're you know maybe the better half of the two. Um, but but Joey one on one, I think Joey has some some cool stories and some cool you know experiences. It hasn't happened yet, but depending on what direction you want to take the show uh, for that season, um, yeah, I could see that definitely working. You mean we? Well, yeah, but. You're a lot of the creative flow and gotcha. dominant force in this gotcha. podcast. Oh, dominant force even. Wow. All right. I don't know. Uh, so guys, uh, as we wrap up here, I, man, I know we say it a lot and, and I don't want to ever not say it. This show doesn't happen without you. This show doesn't take place without you. It really doesn't. And, uh, and I think that's, that's what I'm so grateful for this Christmas season is the fact that, you know, how the show came together, the, the stories I could tell you of, you know, the microphone I'm talking on right now, just so you know, <laughs> is a $250 microphone that was given to me as a gift. Um, you know, the, the mixer board that, that we were able to, to get, uh, wasn't a gift. I wish it was, but, but it was able to be, you know, afforded because of other things that happened. You know, we had a great sponsor in our third season, uh, art of plumbing, and and really, that was so awesome that opened so many doors for us to do this show financially. Um, he's my brother-in-law. If I haven't ever said that to you, um, that's full maybe disclosure. Full disclosure. But but on that, Rory believes in me, believed in the show, believed in what we were doing. And guys, that's what I want to leave you with is who this next year can you believe in? Who this next year can you put into? Who this next year can you help maybe reshape their identity, reshape their vision of who they are, redefine maybe their identity? And I'm going to be honest with you. If you choose to do that, and again, it's a choice, just like life. We all have choices, right? Be aware there is going to be a cost to you. There may be a financial cost. There may be a time cost. There may be a who knows but it is going to it's going to take time even for you to do that if you choose to do that and i just want to help you understand that that's what this show's all about we are striving each and every week each and every month to one give you the best show we can but also to bless you in so many ways and i know we say it so often but but it is so worth repeating and that's this is really when you walk when you walk and you choose to walk in someone else's shoes, I guarantee, and there aren't very many guarantees in this life, but I guarantee you really will get a different perspective on life. It's just how it happens. It is going to happen to you. So let me challenge you this. If I can leave you with a challenge, this next year, define your vision. Define what it is that you want to do with your life. Find that lane. Define your identity. Who are you really? And again, before any great journey, you have to consider what the cost is going to be. Garrett, any last thoughts? No, I think you've gotten a beautiful last thought. I'll let you stay with that. Okay. Well, guys, again, this is Other People's Shoes. Of course, you know I am your host, Neil Matthews. 
thank you so much for talking to us today, listening to us today, hearing a little bit of the show, hearing a little bit of the insight. I want to wish you from the bottom of my heart, from Garrett, from others, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. I know that sounds corny maybe a little bit, but he is truly the reason that I breathe, the reason Garrett breathes, the reason that this show exists because of because of him. Uh, I give him all the glory today in that, in that regard. And guys, again, we're going to have a great show, great season next year. Come back for that. Stay tuned for that. We lead off January with a really great guest. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, a little preview of next week. You ready? You want one? Should we give him one? Sure. Should we give a name? We'll give a name. We're going to be sitting down with an award-winning author by the name of Sharon Draper. I hope you stay tuned for that. She is, of course, a New York Times bestseller. She, of course, wrote the book that I'm excited about, and you're going to hear about that in the episode, but I'm excited about the book that we talk about, and that's Out of My Mind. If you haven't read that yet, highly recommend that. Maybe this holiday season, get next to a fire, get next to somebody close. Read it with your middle schooler if you have a middle schooler in your life because it kind of takes place during a middle school time period. But Sharon Draper will join us next week on Other People's Shoes. And until then, remember... When you walk in other people's shoes. You really do get a different perspective on life. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And again, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for joining us on Other People's Shoes. Of course, you know I am your host, Neil Matthews. Thank you so much. And again, this has been a holiday edition of Other People's Shoes. I, of course, am your host, Neil Matthews. Join us next week. That's right. We already alluded to it in the episode. But join us next week as we sit down with Sharon Draper. She, of course, is the best-selling author of Out of My Mind. Great book. Great story. Recommend going and reading that. But stay tuned next week, January 1. That's right. Other People's Shoes is right back here. So join us next week, next Wednesday. We have an awesome promotion going on, too. Hope you can come be a part of that as well. Until then, remember, when you walk in other people's shoes, you really do get a different perspective on life. Of course, I'm your host, Neil Matthews. Join us back next Wednesday when all of it takes place again. Until then, have a great week.